At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is VSIN Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Monday edition of Final Countdown here on VSIN. It is Matt Brown. It is Jonathan Von Tobel. It is producer Steph behind the glass. She is a real person, I promise you. And we are going to talk a lot of national championship. We'll talk about what went on yesterday in the NFL, a little bit on what went on on Saturday as well. Of course, there has been a firing here on Black Monday. Only one so far, so we'll see how that continues on. Maybe we will get one while we're on air. Breaking news, that would be great. But, John, how was your weekend, man? Uh, it was actually really good. I have uh, ended the season on a pretty good swing here in the NFL. So uh, it was a good weekend in uh, multiple sports, except for golf. Uh, my New Year's resolution, I don't know if I told you this, man, is to okay. bet in every golf tournament. Uh, so okay. this yeah, it, was, it was a competitive day. Uh, lost the matchup that I bet and had some guys near the top of the leaderboard, but uh, was not on somebody who caught up with Colin Morikawa. So other than that, it was a good weekend. Did you, oh, did you have Morikawa? No, I did not, actually. Okay. God. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, so uh, <laughs> Kelly Bidlin did, and right. I was just sitting there going, oh, brother, buddy, that, I, I feel for you. That was better TV at the, end of the Sunday, at the end of Sunday than the NFL games in the afternoon. It was absolutely tremendous. No, I was a Sung J.M., Jordan Spieth, Tony Finau guy gotcha. on Sunday. So So competitive, but nothing really crazy, but it was a good weekend. It was a good weekend. I also made a bet. I'm sure we'll get to this. There'll be a natural way to jump into it. Made a bet that I'm not sure I'm really proud of yesterday. Yeah. It's one of those things where we are, we're, we're looking here and you know, you and I follow all of the different sports. I know buried in the drama that was yesterday was the fact that that golf tournament was going on and that that golf tournament was actually really and truly great kind of drama for television. I mean, it really was watching this and and listen, it's, it's sad. And I like Morikawa and I think he's obviously 
one of the greatest golfers in the entire world. But boy, this is just like, this is a couple of different times where we've seen him just kind of melt whenever it looks like the conclusion was foregone. It was like, oh, never mind. It's uh, it's not there well, anymore. Yeah, what was the largest? Was it six strokes was the largest lead yesterday? Yeah, yeah and that was, it was wild because it was one of those where it's like, they had it on the corner where I was at the uh, the Westgate Superbook. So like mm-hmm. on the whole massive screen for the afternoon games in the little tiny corner, you see the golf tournament. So like every <laughs> once in a while, you know, the leaderboard pops up and you're like, oh, okay, it's down to five. Oh, it's down to three. Oh, he's trailing he by is, two yeah, strokes. Like, like, oh, uh, he is actually losing this yeah, tournament all of a sudden. It, it was wild. Yeah. But, hey, good. To, it was a good fun tournament. They stay in Hawaii this week. It's going to be cool. Like, yeah, we will have a preview, of course, of the Sony a little bit later on in the week as we get here. But let's go ahead and run through where we're sitting right now, at least from a line perspective, rest of country. 13, 13 and a half in favor of Georgia, 62 and a half to 63 is the total out there. John, I do have a... Georgia minus 12 ticket in my account. I feel pretty good about it, at least. I mean, all the CLV I have. I mean, look at this. I mean, good crazy. Job. Just point, point and a half. Now. Um, but I I, I kind of look at it like this, and I'm, I'm interested to get your full breakdown of this. But TCU comes out, has a you know really, really great performance. But you got three weeks to prepare for a game like that, mm-hmm. right? And now you're coming back, and you're flipping, and you've got to do this on seven days. And you got to do it on seven days against the – what I, you know, you and I have talked about it all season long. What both of us consider to be the best team in the in, yep. in college football, and and all that. And I think that there is a pretty big difference. I think a lot of people are looking at, looking back to last week as to what they were able to do against Michigan, and they keep saying, "Well, they did this against Michigan." This. And I agree. And it was certainly surprised me. And certainly there were some things that were were in that game that I would never have been able to predict. However, again, when you have three weeks to prepare for an opponent. You know, you can literally dissect every single little thing that they do, every little thing that you do that maybe you want to tweak and get right and all that. It is a completely different animal, in my opinion, to flip back around and then on a normal week come in and face the best team in college football all season long. So that was the reason I took the 12. I thought that the 12 was was a little bit shy. It seems like the public has, or at least some of the betters out there, have agreed. As I said, this thing is back up to 13, 13 and a half. Uh, you are on the total, though, huh? Yeah, well, and, and I, so yeah. you and I are pretty much in agreement here. Yeah. So I think that the total is correlated to your side, mm-hmm. right? So if you believe that TCU is going to be competitive in this game, you believe this to be a high-scoring affair, yeah. similar to what we saw in the college football semifinal. And can I also say, because I've heard a lot of this analysis, right, just because the two semifinal games were high-scoring does not mean that the championship game is going to correlate to yes. being a high-scoring game. But I believe these are correlated, so I took the under. Mm-hmm. Thus, I think Georgia is going to be the side yeah. here. Um, and the reason why I didn't jump in and lay, like, it bottomed out 11.5. I think, like, FanDuel will win. Everybody mm-hmm. had, it got yeah. as low as a 11.5 for this. Because the way I kind of script the Maddox, I think I agree with your overall point. It is, it is something different to get ready for an opponent when you have nearly a month to do it. It's a little bit different when you have just a week. I think Sonny Dykes, though, is a really good coach. I do too. I do and too. I think that given this week, my game script for this was competitive first half for TCU, even maybe covering a first mm-hmm. half number because you still have your game script. You're still getting right down from the game film and things like that. But once you go off script and once this defense gets to settle in for Georgia, I think you're going to start to see what we saw in the other games, right? Go back to they scored 45, they blew them out 45 to seven, but the game still went under the total. The Oregon matchup at the beginning of the year for Georgia, uh, the Florida game where they kind of kind of crunched them down a little bit after it was a 28-20 game, the Tennessee win that they had. Yeah. Those are all kind of lower scoring affairs where Georgia was a little bit more uh, focused, a little bit more, the, the pace was a little bit more uh, concentrated, mm-hmm. right? Slower. Uh, the defense was really restrictive. I think that's more of what we're going to get here today against TCU. Thus, I played it under. Yeah, we're looking here, and I know people are going to say, man, that's just a massive number for a college football you know, championship game. Well, four straight title games 
have been 15-point games, you know, like four straight 15 or more point games here. So, and again, those were not lined as big as this one is. And so it's just to think that we we talk about this a lot is college football is a lot more volatile than the NFL is. And you can certainly get these games in which they kind of go off the rails. And again, I, I... Four straight have 15. Not to say say that this one will for sure, but four straight by 15 or more points. You look at this Georgia defense, and yes, they got kind of carved up a little bit by Ohio State. Same difference, though. A a really, really good team with really, really good players, an NFL quarterback, an NFL receiver, all of this come in. By the way, an NFL quarterback, we should know, that played his best game by far this season, right? Like, like it's not like C.J. Stroud went in there and had a normal game. That was his highest PFF passing grade of the season. That was the best game in terms of big-time throws outside of, I think he had five in the matchup against Indiana. Like, that was by far his best game of the year. Exactly, And, and this is why I think it leans to well, I lean to what you're going with here as well on the underside of things. Cause you do have the number one defense in the sec in Georgia, 11th overall defense in the nation. And yes, again, Ohio state did come in and kind of roasted that secondary a little bit, but I will point to not only what John just said about it being his best game, but this guy's going to be a top five NFL pick. He has a first round receiver to go along with all of that. I mean, this was not just your typical run of the mill deal here. And so is Quentin Johnson going to be enough for TCU, because the thing about Ohio State is they have multiple different weapons, right? They have multiple different five-star guys and guys that are going to the NFL and all the different things like that as to where it's kind of concentrated at least a little bit for for Quentin Johnson. Is that going to be enough for this TCU team? I kind of lean towards it not being enough, and that also leans towards what you're talking about with an under, because I don't think they're going to be able to just march up and down the field on this secondary like we kind of saw Ohio State do. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, like, you look at and all the way around, too, like when we're talking about, like, just this matchup for TCU, like, mm-hmm. I think that you're when you're getting this competitive first half, like, once you get to the second half and you start moving off script for this, and a guy like Max Duggan is going to have to work off script. Like, it was so impressive watching CJ Stroud, like, avoid interior pressure and get out and run, extend mm-hmm. plays, work with it, keep his eyes downfield. And, like you said, he's going to be a top-five selection in yeah. this year's draft. I love Max Duggan. I don't think it's going to be the same thing yeah. here. And Kirby Smart's a brilliant defensive uh, strategist who has had a week to chew on the fact that his secondary got kind of shredded up. And don't forget, too, like he's going to play, it looks like, but like Kendra Miller is a little beat up here for TCU. They're mm-hmm. running back. Like that's uh, going to be, I think, a little bit of a downgrade for a team that is pretty well balanced and doesn't have the skill position yeah. depth that you're talking about for Ohio State. So I think all of those things put together, I trust Sonny Dykes to put this thing pretty competitively going forward. I also think playing like a team total under for TCU might be in the cards as well if it's playing out the way that I believe it to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my strategy coming in was bet this thing under and and if they're going to be competitive in the first half, like I think, then come in game or maybe second half lay it with Georgia, depending on what it looks like and how it's played out so far. If you do want to play the under like John at DraftKings, it is sitting 63 right now. It is 62 and a half or 62 at all of the other books out there. So it does look like this thing is going to be falling continually. It was 63 and a half this morning at DraftKings. So we've already got that half point movement. We've seen this movement at these other books as well. So it it I know that we like to think anyway, mm-hmm. that these standalone games that everybody comes in and bets the over. But I think that there is, you know, as we continue to expand and all of there, there's enough savvy people out there, JBT, where I think it's one of those deals where there is, yes, the, the casual money that is always going to play the over and then the bigger money come in and play the under, which is not going to, I think, make this total run like we used to see kind of on these standalone games. No, and look, I mean, right now it's only, and these are a couple, I, I don't we'll call them public mm-hmm. shops. There's 62 and a half starting to appear on the board right yeah. now. So like, I don't think this is getting any higher. I think it's going to start to come down as you get closer to game time. So we'll see if that's going to be the case. And I uh, wouldn't be surprising too, if it hits 14, like a full 14 
uh, yeah. by the time we get to kick off in a couple of places. So we did get one dismissal today, Cliff Kingsbury. I think that this was something that, it, you know, there were some people out there were saying he might be able to survive because they weren't sure that the organization had enough money to fire him and, yeah. and all that. But uh end of the day, that ended up not being the case. He is let go. And, and I, I guess this is one of the things that I, I tweeted out today, and I do want to get your thoughts on this, is, look, it's a job in which you're going to have to inherit Kyler Murray and Kyler Murray coming off of a major injury. And mm-hmm. I do wonder how appealing that is to any of these, like, primo super elite coaching names that are out there. I don't think a Sean Payton, I don't think, you know, any of these guys that everybody wants, I don't think that you're looking at that because with the extension they gave Kyler and all that, you know, you're married to him for multiple years. And the thing that made Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray might not be there anymore. We don't know how he's going to recover from, from this injury. And so I do wonder exactly just how, how appealing this job is going to be. I I mean, I agree with you. And like you point to me on this roster who like outside of Kyler Murray, like, what are the young, like, upstart building blocks that you're really getting here, right? Mm-hmm. You're talking about a team that thought they had a window and started acquiring some dudes that were a little bit older and paying them some money, right? Like, I mean, outside of Kyler Murray, yeah. really, it's a, it's a team that is letter, like, laden with some veterans who thought their window was a lot bigger because of a hot start they had last year. That's not the case. So, obviously, it's going to be attractive for some upstart who wants an NFL job, but I don't think the Harbaugh's and others of the world, I don't think you're going to hear their name bantied about for this interview because I don't know why you would want to put yourself in that situation. Yeah, it just seems to me like the guy that the guy that Kyler Murray was, you're not guaranteed he is going to be, and that would make it really, really interesting for some of these high-profile coaches. I think they would have to be at least think twice about taking that gig. We are going to run through the playoff scenario, the odds, and certainly the games are already formed, and the draft order as well. Stick around here on VEASAN. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? 
I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you gotta think, Love he's it. gonna guard, he don't care about guarding. He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard, like, you see him in the Olympics, he's gonna guard, and then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears, <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock, and then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. With the start of the new year, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a football, hockey, or basketball fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join us every week for new promotions like Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and more. It's a whole new game. Vison here, Matt Brown. Jonathan Von Tobel on the desk with me today. Stormy Bonatoni is at the national championship game in stadium, hyping up the crowd there, getting everybody ready to rock and roll. She'll be back in a couple of days here on the desk. John, one of the things that happened this week was a very interesting flip of the script, I should say, in which all oh. you had to do was not convert a fourth and 20 scripts were flipped. That's and you right. get, and you get a, and you get the number one overall pick, in which case you have several months to sit there and dissect the top three quarterbacks. I know there are most people don't consider Levis in the conversation, but there are some out there who do think that he's at least in the conversation as one overall, you can, you solely get to make that decision as to whether you want Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, or Will Levis. And instead, you convert the fourth and 20 touchdown. You go for two. You get it. And next thing you know, you're holding the number two pick. The Bears have the one. The Bears are going to be getting calls from 10 to 12 different teams trying to get – this was it was the greatest thing to happen to the Bears organization – I don't think people truly realize this, JBT, because people are going, mm-hmm. dude, they're not going to take a quarterback anyway. What does it matter? I'm like, oh, because on. they're going to get a whole bunch of picks in return for that pick. Right. And this is a team that needs bodies. Like, they need a bunch of players. And so every bit, of, every asset that you acquire for that number one pick is massive for this organization that has $100 million in salary cap to spend as well. So now you can go out – Try to rebuild that defense somewhat through free agency, somewhat on the offensive side, and with a whole bunch of draft picks, you might be looking at a a true, real contender here in two or three years. So it is a massive, massive deal for this Bears team. If you are watching at home, you see the draft order. If you are not, it's Bears, Texans, Cardinals, Colts, Seahawks for the top five picks to round out the top ten. Lions come in at six, Raiders at seven, Falcons eight, Panthers nine, and then the Eagles via New Orleans come in with that 10th pick. And so you take a look here, JVT, and, and again, the Bears are most likely going to trade out of this pick. They're going to get a haul for this pick. Mm-hmm. And you have teams, look, look at all of these teams. On the Colts need a quarterback. The Seahawks need a quarterback. Do the Lions plan, try to plan for the future after, you know, life after Jared Goff? We know the Raiders need a quarterback. Are the Falcons really sold on Desmond Ritter? We know the Panthers need a quarterback. I mean, it goes on on Titans. I don't think yep. they're pretty much proven that they don't want, you know, to, to go with Malik Willis. So 
all of these teams are all going to be calling the Bears. It is such a fantastic scenario for them. And again, it all came down to a fourth and 20 that gets converted for a touchdown. So, and by the way, too, because you can bet on these things before the season starts. Think about the money that, I guess, exchanged hands uh, for those who bet Bears to have the worst record in the National yeah. Football League at the start of the year. They were like 13 or 14 to 1. It was it was a great swing of things. So, look, I would say out of all this, and I know we'll, you know draft season is ahead, mm-hmm. but the one thing I think would consider when you can get some of these props up that are like players to specific teams mm-hmm. – I would say that I would be interested in Bryce Young to the Colts and what that price says. Not that he yeah. would fall to four. The Col- if you look at just the top five alone, right? You mentioned these teams. Texans do need a quarterback. The Cardinals don't really need a quarterback, or at least one that they're going to draft at number three. Yeah. The Seahawks, there's a chance that they're going to be fine with rolling with Geno Smith or because they have another second or first round pick, mm-hmm. willing to maybe go a little bit deeper yep. in the draft and get a guy. So I think the Colts, it is the shortest climb up. You can still offer the Bears a top five selection and whatever else you need to get up there. I'd be really interested to see what the Colts do at four because I would think out of all these teams, because the other teams you mentioned, I mean, look at them. The Raiders might go and get Tom Brady. It's been rumored. The climb up for a bunch of these other teams like the Panthers or Titans or others to get up there would be a little bit more expensive. I think the Colts would be an interesting team in that regard when we're talking about some of these player-specific props to teams for Bryce Young. Yeah, this was – I actually made the same the, – the tweet that night. I was like, what, what's going to be even more interesting is that the Colts are going to parlay – Blowing right. that into the actual number one overall pick in the draft. And, and right, listen, baby. I think it's a very real scenario. I think if you're the Colts, again, you, tr- you understand the value of not going after one of these retread quarterbacks now, right? I mean, you've had Andrew Luck. Correct. You've had Peyton Manning. You tried the whole retread thing. Yes, there are going to be quarterbacks available in free agency for sure. I think if you're the Colts, I'm with you 100%. Look, go ahead eat it. If you got to give up a first next year, or if you got to give up, you know, a couple of your later picks or something like that to get to the bears, to get to that number one overall pick, getting a Bryce young in there on a rookie deal while you still have Pittman, while you still have some of these younger players on the the defensive side as well, that you can actually kind of build around maybe a little bit in free agency to shore up that defense a little bit more. I don't think the Colts, despite how bad this season ended up for them, I don't think they're one of these teams that's completely buried as far as a rebuild goes, right? Especially if you can land a Bryce Young. No, I don't think so either. I, I think really the, the trick is don't fool yourself into thinking your window is more open than it is, yeah. though, right? Like if you get Bryce Young and you do the right things in free agency, you can build a competitive team that might, might like be like Jacksonville this right. year, right? But right. it stumbles into like a nine-win season, an AFC South title, gets to the playoffs, gets some experience, whatever it is. But to your point, you've done this now for almost five years. Mm-hmm. The retread thing hasn't worked. Your roster is not as good as you thought it was. It's solid, but mm-hmm. it's not as good as you thought it was or a lot of us thought it was. This is a great opportunity to reset this, and you would think that especially if, like, John Har- or, uh, me, Jim Harbaugh, former Colts quarterback, is rumored to be part of the coaches that they're going to go after. If you're going to get a Harbaugh and then build around a young quarterback going forward, I mean, you still have a pretty good shot at getting C.J. Yeah. Stroud, but why not go and get what's potentially the best prospect in this draft in Bryce Young? I agree, and, and I'm with you 100%. I've already started to – write down little notes of to of, of these markets that I'm going to be looking for. Yep. Of course, you and I might have to hop on a plane and go to Denver to get some of these things, but, you know, uh, whatever. Or I was going to say, All-Star Weekend, I'm planning you know, on going out to Denver. Down so, to Phoenix, you know. whatever it might be, to get some of these markets. But that is one of the very first ones I wrote is is, is Colt, not only Colts to, to, to draft a quarterback, but Colts specifically yep. on, on Bryce, Bryce Young as well. I think that that is a very, very, Great very minds. good bet. Yes, whenever we, get, whenever we get into all of this, of course, Shortly after that game, <laughs> Lovey Smith was removed of his duties, uh, relieved of his duties. It was the you you. I think you're 
hypothesis maybe he knew before the game or something, but the decision to go for two certainly to <laughs> to, win the, to win the game, to Look, lose we'll put the it this way. overall pick. Put it this way. If it was any of us, nine <laughs> out of ten times, if you know you're getting fired in your position to screw yes. over your the team that fired you and you don't feel like you got a fair shake, I would 100% go for it and try to win that game after converting a fourth and 20. Absolutely. Like, I don't think I'm, and I'm not going to pretend like I'm like some, you know, saint or anything like that. No, I would mm. love to say screw you on the <laughs> way out and screw over the future of your franchise with a victory like that. Some great news. Uh, DeMar Hamlin has been released from the hospital, returned to Buffalo to continue with his rehab. And and that is going to be, I mean, listen, one of the really, really great stories of, of this, you know, early 2023 right here. JVT is, is all of that and super glad to hear that that ended up the way that it has because boy that could have gone that could have gone in the other direction and yep. things who knows where we'd be sitting today uh, on on this Monday, Jeff Saturday and this is actually coming through as uh, as we were on air. Oh boy, um, don't don't give uh, me bad news. Oh, it's 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 bad news. It's bad news for sure. Uh, according to Tom Pelissero, that he is a real contender for the permanent job there in Indy. Okay. Uh, Come on, man. Seriously? I mean, I mean, come on. So let's walk through. There was a great scenario in the game yesterday that gives you an example of what Jeff Saturday is a coach, right, as is a coach. <laughs> so the Colts go down, and they have a fourth and goal, right? They decide, you know what? We're down 10. We're just going to kick a field goal, a 24-yard field goal, or a 25-yard field goal, mm-hmm. okay? There's a defensive encroachment called on the Houston Texans. They still line up to go for the field goal, to kick the field goal after they get moved <laughs> halfway up toward the goal line. Here, here's the best part, though. He gets booed, so then he calls a timeout to get the offense out there to then go for it on fourth down because he didn't have the wherewithal yeah. the second that penalty flag was thrown, hey, get Sam and the offense back out there and get on the headset call play. It was, oh, they're booing me. They don't like this. Let's get the offense back out there after I burn a timeout when I could have had this ready to go. Jeff Saturday is a great player and a great all-time cult, okay? It's, he's a fantastic player, and I'm sure a human being, he's probably a great guy too. I don't know. Yeah. I'm never going to assume. He's not a good head coach. No, right. He's it, not a good head that's coach. What, that, that's the thing. Like, you, people can be awesome human beings right. and not be good at a very Allegedly. skilled, specific thing. I mean, let's let's remember, there are only 32 of these jobs right. in the world, right? I mean, like, you have to be really, 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 really good. There's and fewer NFL head coaches than astronauts, right. you know? I mean, like, this is a thing. That's true. Uh, and let's be let's, – and. In all real, like realistically, Pelissero probably got that from maybe Saturday's agent or whatever it yeah. was, and is just putting it out there. Uh, but at the end of the day, like if you're talking about like having Jim Harbaugh allegedly interested mm-hmm. in the job or some of these others, that is not the direction you go, especially after what you saw. This team got worse after the law, after the win over the Raiders. It did not get better, and Jeff Saturday was there for all of it. Aaron Rodgers didn't give the jersey up. Said he wanted to hold on to and this it. Guy what too. are you? Come what are you? Re- what are you reading into that? Is, uh, that, is, is, that is he, he done so? Or that he likes attention. Yeah, I'm willing to bet that Aaron Rodgers is going to play quarterback next year in the National Football League. I think so too. I just don't know if it's for the Packers or not. I mean, sure, maybe that you're right. Yeah. Like, I think that's probably open. But like the stupid like walking off with Randall Cobb and then what? What Lions player did he yeah. make sure that he told on Mike? Like, I think I'm keeping this one, man. <laughs> when he asked for his jersey, yeah, get out of here. I, I kind of look at it from the standpoint: if you're the Packers organization, I understand, like you know, proud organization, yada yada yada, and all. But like. The fifty million. If someone's yep. willing to take that off your hands, and you can cut hey, that team is kind of a rebuild. It's not a full rebuild, but I mean they they need some pieces, right? I mean they were going to get shelled yes. by the 49ers. Yeah, I mean well, look, I mean I think too realistically, real quick, you do have some young. 
Jordan Love looks fine in the one bit of action he got. You have Christian Watson. It's not all lost. You've kind of gone a little young. Why not just pull the plug? Yeah, someone, I think, would take him off your hands for $50 million. We'll do that. We're going to look at these playoff matchups when we come back. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you are looking for a betting edge on football's big game, the VEASAN experts have got you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of just $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits let you see where the money and bets are moving every game. Deep dive betting reports, VEASAN betting guides for the biggest games of the season. Where our experts break down the brackets, the best bets, all the big game props, etc. Don't miss out. On this limited time offer, head to vcin.com slash subscribe today to sign up for only $9.99 and become part of the Sports Betting Network. That is vcin.com slash subscribe. Matt Brown, Jonathan Von Tobel here on desk. Producer Steph behind the glass and Stormy on location over at the National Championship game. She is the, she is the hype person for the entire, yeah. for the entire stadium. Look. Um, you guys know Stormy better than I do. Um, you might have to have a talk with her. I stumbled upon a video of her out there. I'm going to put this in air quotes. Dancing um, <laughs> with some fans. You have to have a conversation. It was. Did she, she need some new moves? She got to update the moves? Uh, I think she needs moves. Oh, oh producer <laughs> Steph. Not new ones. Her and producer Steph might have to, might have to get a, you know, some, some dance. Well, she did the generic, like. Like wiggle kind of thing, and I was like, "Oh boy, I'm not a good dancer, by the way." So I'm not, I'm not one to criticize. Yeah, I, but... notice I said absolutely nothing about that I know, because like, I, know, I don't uh, want anyone to challenge me to any sort of dancing. No bad dancer I can, when I see yeah, it. Though. Yeah, it's me in the mirror. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got to look at. So that 63 I was talking about gone. So they are yep. all 62 and a halfs or now flat 62. Nice. So I've got closing line value. There you You're go. gonna there get closing is. line there value. There it is out there Damn. right now. So again, if you uh, if you do happen to see a 63 pop and you want the under, you. You're going to want to go ahead and take it because these are going to continue, it looks like, to kind of flip-flop here as we get closer think, to kickoff. Middle 63 and a half and 62 and a half. There you go. Yes. Right on 63. Ab- ab- absolutely. <laughs> yes. That's what you should do. And just, one just, point you know, middle. Yeah, there it is. The, one, the whole one-point middle. So we have some uh, playoff games that are, in fact, set. If you are looking at the early games, it is the Seahawks and Niners and then the Chargers and the Jags taking place on Saturday. And the Seahawks – are going to head to San Francisco as 10-point underdogs. 42.5 to 43 is the total in this one. This was one where I was really kind of hoping the Packers were going to win because I really wanted to come in against the Packers in this game. But instead, we're sitting here uh, at 10. You and I were texting back and forth last night. There was a a 9.5 available at one shop here in Las Vegas. And I went ahead and pounced on that. So I took the 9.5 with the 49ers. In this one, I was told that a rest of country book opened this up at six and a half. I saw that. Yeah, on the screen. I and saw it how. lasted about 90 seconds before it just got blasted all the way through nine, all the way to nine and a half. And then now eventually sitting 10 where every rest of country book is right now. I think you and I probably have the same mindset here with, you know, whether it was the Seahawks, whether it was the Packers, whatever it's going to be, two teams 
super, super, super outmatched in this almost at every single level. Yep. And, uh, you know, I, again, I would have gotten a better number on the Packers. Which was the only reason I was going for the Packers. But I'll, I'll gladly, at, at under double digits, go ahead and back the 49ers here against the Seahawks yep. squad. Uh, no, we're in agreement here. And, look, this is the, the part of it is, like you said, the matchup. Um, this is a Seahawks defense that has regressed as the season has gone along. They haven't even regressed. Just became the team that we kind of thought they were going to be. Uh, run defense, bottom 10 in the National Football League by EPA per play and other different metrics. I think this is one, if you're the 49ers, like you're coming in, you're – Brock Purdy's dropping back like maybe 25 times. Mm -hmm. It's all pretty tight within the line of scrimmage or maybe some deep shots off of play action. You should be able to run the ball extremely well here. Your defense is good enough that they're going to be able to contain Geno Smith, who, of course, kind of came back down to earth over the last half of the season. I think there's so many different matchups as you look at this. They're finally getting healthier, right? Mm -hmm. The San Francisco 49ers are their skill positions as well. Like, I think that any way you cut this for the Seahawks, especially like you said, underneath that 10, I think that this is a matchup that works out very well for them here against Seattle. Yeah, you have a team, like you said, it, it, now Elijah Mitchell comes back this past week. Yep. Debo comes back this past week. So you don't have to rely solely on McCaffrey in the backfield. You've got multiple different options to go to. I think you overpower them for sure from that aspect. And, of course, this defense is just every week. They continue to show up each and every week. And it is very, very tough to move consistently on this team. Like there are drives here and there where, you, you know, you see teams have a little bit of success against the 49ers, but it's typically not drive after drive after drive. It is typically this team comes up and, and shuts you down. So I think it is a pretty big mismatch in this game. Gino has been fine. Look, I think we've been fair with Gino all year here mm -hmm. on the show as well. I think we've been fair. We're kind of like, you know what? He's fine, but he's not. Good. He's come back down to earth a little bit from where he was at the beginning of the season where everybody was jumping up and down going, oh, this is the guy that got drafted in the second round. I was like, yeah, well, you know, I mean, not, not really. And so here we go again with Gino. Like, you know, he made some he made some plays yesterday. He made some other plays where you just kind of like do the face palm thing and all that. And I think that's just what you're going to get with him. The problem is, is doing it against an elite defense like the 49ers is probably going to end up pretty bad for him. Yeah, and, I mean, look, and like the other thing that worries you too, like if you're, if you're looking to back Seattle or any way, Geno's turnover-worthy plays have spiked. Like yeah. He's he's committing a lot more with turnover-worthy plays. His passing grades are regressing. You know, even this last game, so the last two games, I've been involved in each of the last two Seahawks games. Yeah. You know, I bet on them against the, against the New York Jets, bet against them against the Los Angeles Rams, kind of getting a vibe of what yeah. this team is. Like, he has not played well at all, yeah. either of these last two games. The reason why I got out of it with my, you know, my money intact in the Jets game is because Mike White was just worse. Yep. And so, like, when you're just talking about that perspective, if you're not going to have a passing attack against San Francisco, or if you're going to put the ball in danger, if you're going to lose possessions to an offense that is going to be, I think, as efficient as they're going to be, it's just not going to work out for you at all in a matchup like this. The other Saturday game, you talk about how Brock Purdy should only drop back 25 times. Well, you know who didn't drop back 25 times? Justin Herbert, who dropped back 37 times in a meaningless game in which they were locked into the number five slot. Hey, at least nobody got hurt. No matter what. It's, it's so – it is – I mean, listen, if, if, the, if the games had not gone the way that they went and we had not gotten overtime and all the things like that to distract my attention a little bit, I would have just sat there cursing at my television over and over and over again at Brandon Staley. This guy – Look, he had me fooled. I thought he was sharp. Obviously fake sharp in a situation like this. You have a guy that had beat up – your quarterback had beat up ribs at the beginning of the season. You have a wide receiver one that missed seven games with a hamstring injury. You have a wide receiver two that missed four games with an ankle injury. And, oh, by the way, that wide receiver, who never probably should have even taken a snap yesterday at all, 
ends up going down. Now they're saying that it, it, there's a chance he could play the – Right. There's no structural damage here and all that. But that's not the point. That's neither here nor there. What the point is, is he should never have been put in that situation in the first place. Every single time that Justin Herbert dropped back yesterday, there was a chance at some sort of freak injury. A lineman rolling up on him, throwing a pass and your pinky hitting a helmet. You know, all mm-hmm. these different little weird things we see happen to quarterbacks all the time. And Brandon, it's, it, I just don't know how you can feel comfortable backing this Chargers team, knowing that you've got this buffoon over here on the sideline that that I think he's proven, you know, over the course of this season as well, didn't really make all the right decisions last year either. And I think we gave him the benefit of the doubt. He was a maverick. You know, he was, you know, he was like, you know, he was, he was rogue. He was doing things differently. Um, But yeah, it was, it was, it was shocking to me yesterday. Austin Eckler gets 11 carries in the game, a running back who, again, has missed multiple games over the course of the last few years because he's a little bit slight compared to the other running backs out there. It was, it was just – it was bonkers to me. Right, and it's, and I would say, too, like it's not that he actually played in the game because the, the Buccaneers did the same thing, right? They played for a quarter and a half, mm-hmm. okay? But then they got their guys yep. out of there before halftime because they're like, all right, we ran some stuff. We kinda, yep. you know, we wanted to keep the bodies warm, whatever it is, but we're going to play next week. It's not important. The more the game was going on, and every time I looked up and the Chargers were about to get the ball back, and Herbert had his helmet on. And he was throwing warm-up tosses. I'm like, what, what is happening? What are we doing? There's no point as this game progresses. And can I just point out, too, it's not the most important point in the world. Yes. But what's kind of disheartening is you were fighting tooth and nail against a team right. that had nothing to play for. So, you didn't even look that good when you had the him out there. The other thing about this is, like, <laughs> what did you accomplish? Right. Like, you went out there and lost to one of the teams that has been one of the worst teams in the NFL all season long. So what did you accomplish? You ran out there and had guys playing meaningless snaps in a game you lost. Yep. Like, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I, like, I didn't really understand it at all. And it, can I also say, too, and look, like, what was also funny was before um, the game, as the Bengals-Ravens score was escalating, the market kept bumping the number up on the Broncos because you did not think that they <laughs> oh, the were going to play at all. Right. And they closed, like, near touchdown favorites. <laughs> and then you get this. It was, oh, it was mind-boggling to watch this. But I think you're right. And also, I will just say this from this matchup against the Jags. Mm. Like, I don't have a strong opinion here at a a lean toward the Jaguars, and maybe I might bet this. But I do think that what I'm interested here is if this Jags defense, its weakness is this secondary, do you trust the Chargers offense, which has been playing like like a pop gun offense with Justin Herbert and his offense and this Mm -hmm. low average up the target to really go after this secondary the way that it should? Yeah, I'm looking here one and one pretty much across the rest of country. There's one, one and a half available out there. So if you did want to play the Jags in a teaser leg or something like that, that. Uh, book is available for you to do that. 47, 47 and a half is our total in this one. I actually was, you know, as I started to kind of dig into these games last night, I kind of forgot because I think I said multiple different times throughout the course of the year for you that, you know, I kind of, I kind of planted my flag for the Vikings in the all in this past mm-hmm. offseason. I was going to bet all the Vikings, you know, division stuff, the win totals, stuff like that. It's like, you know, the Jags would be that guy, that team for me this upcoming season if they could just get that true number one wide receiver. I forgot that they had traded for Calvin Ridley. Like, Calvin Ridley is going to be in there next year to go along with these other guys as well. So, like, he's actually going to be there. So, they already have the guy on the team as it is.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. This segment of VSIN Final Countdown presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches, surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. Most products either too complicated or don't provide the satisfaction you're looking for, as in nicotine pouches might surprise you. Six simple ingredients, completely tobacco-leaf-free, up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. You can buy Zen online or find a store near you at zen.com. That is Z-Y-N dot com. Got breaking news for you. Yes. Rob Gronkowski is going to play football again. He's going to kick a field goal in a Super say, Bowl commercial. A, yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, I saw this. He's kicking a yeah. field goal, and something, if he makes it, then every the, the, the all the customers get a promotion or say, yeah, some sort of something like that. It's like, so good on him. Good on him. Stay relevant. There you go. go make that money, man. Keep making that money. Well, he's notoriously like, what is it? He's only lived off of his um, endorsement deals. Like he's never yeah. touched his player or his NFL career money. Good for him. I think he'll lend me some money. I was going to say good, good for him. And like, you see the lifestyle he was living, which lets you know how much endorsement money he was making because Dude. it wasn't like he was living plain. Yeah. Do you think he's yeah. got like one of those, like, like those, who's the rich duck cartoon. It's got like the giant vault full of gold <laughs> oh, coins. Scrooge that he goes swimming in. Yeah, yeah. Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. You know, I feel yeah. like Rob Gronkowski's got yeah, one of those. He just like dives in or whatever, yeah. which 
not to like nitpick here, but like you, you know, it's it's gold coin, so you couldn't. Well, it's you actually, wouldn't dive in them. You would just break your neck. It's a good like Family whatever. Guy bit, actually, right? There's a Family Guy bit where like somebody has a gold coin, like a vault full of gold coins, and they go to dive in, and he breaks his neck. Oh, okay. I was going to say you like, actually yes. could not do that. Yeah, because you can't do that. I know. Like we are teaching kids wrong. Like let's, let's teach kids right. This is Beeson. I'm Matt Brown. That's Jonathan Vitobel. Just in case they run into a vault full of gold yes, coins. If they to yeah, dive into. All right. our new listeners out there, we're, right. in, we're on news stations across the country right now. Now know, don't dive into a vault full of gold coins because right. you're going to break your neck. There you go. If you leave with anything today, leave with that. Right. That's, that's one of the best things that you can, that you can leave here with. Uh, I do want to talk a little bit of NBA with you before we get back to the rest of these playoff matchups here because it did come down that Kevin Durant is going to miss time. Man. Awesome timing on my MVP bet that I made. Awesome. That was, uh, that was great. Uh, so it seems like he's going to be reevaluated in a couple of weeks. I think that that all but puts a fork in him from an MVP standpoint. But oh, I don't do you, think so. You don't think so? But, well, th- here's the thing. He's got to come back on the front end of the timetable, right? Like, that's that's the key part about it. If he's going to miss, like, the, the key is reevaluated in a couple of weeks. Now, it was just reported like nine minutes ago that Adrian Wojnarowski says he's expected to be sidelined for a month. So, reevaluated in two weeks and then out for a month are two different things. But if he comes back on the front end of that timetable, where we're talking about reevaluated in two weeks, misses like three or four more games because he gets ready to game shape mm-hmm. and then comes back, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world from a, a standpoint of uh, missing games. I mean, look at it. We have the schedule right here. It's perfect. Over the course of seven, over the course of one week, he's going to miss like four games. We're talking like maybe eight games. Again, mm-hmm. it is very much reliant on him coming back on the front end of that schedule. Now, if he doesn't, then of course now you're kind of talking with like you're playing with fire. But his numbers have been so good, and this team, especially if they start to slip without him, I wouldn't say Fork is in him yet. But it obviously doesn't help. Yeah, I guess my my problem is is he would have to pass so many other guys that are playing awesome as well. Like it would be different if he would was the leader in the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. It's like a you know, and look, we we see Jalen Hurts only missed two games, done so, no chance in the world. I understand there's more. You play. Far Those more are big in percentages of NBA season, games, right? yeah, yeah and, and, and things like that. But you know, passing Luca, passing Jokic, passing Giannis, all and Tatum as well, coming back and doing that. What well, one thing that we saw, and you actually brought this up whenever it happened, and so I have no idea if you think this is a good bet or not. But you said, hey, listen, if you do want to take a flyer on Steph because you think that he would be able to come back and just do absolutely crazy yeah. Steph things, so his MVP number has fallen all about fifty to one right over at DraftKings right now. So you. You call that where he was sitting kind of that 9 mm-hmm. 10 range. It has now fallen all the way to 50 to 1. John Morant's at 25 to 1. Donovan Mitchell, 35 to 1. And then Joel Embiid is sitting there at 16 to 1. I mean, we know how well Luka's been playing. We know Jokic is just Jokic every single year at this point. Giannis is Giannis. So is there. Is there any value in this market at any of these longer shot guys, or do you think that it would have to be a really, really weird situation for one of Luka, Jokic, or Giannis, or maybe even Tatum? You can throw in as a, kind of the big four to not win it. No, I, so I think if you're if you're making a bet, if you have not gotten involved, like I, I have a couple of tickets, so I'm mm-hmm. not sure if I'm going to do this now. But I think the value bet, the bet to make now, would be Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. Embiid's been playing extremely well. Uh, he's out because of some foot soreness the last couple of games. You're also seeing defensively that the 76ers defense over the last two, two he's been off two or three games, whatever it is, has completely fallen off. Yeah. Right. They've, they've been getting into these high scoring affairs because their defense doesn't really hold up without him. He's been a great scorer. Their offense hasn't dropped off because they have a good three guard lineup, but Embiid's been fantastic. And so if we're talking about like the natural progression of, okay, Kevin Durant's up here. If he starts to slip, somebody's going to overtake him. That would be Joel Embiid, who I don't think is going to be out for an extended period of time and could creep back up here. And look, like you said, it's going to be hard for a guy like Embiid to start to climb some of these dudes. But like, for example, a Giannis Antetokounmpo, 
I, I think Giannis is up there more for liability than anything else. If you really mm-hmm. dive into Giannis numbers and also listen to some media members who have votes, right? Like I was listening to a couple of the, like two weeks ago, they did like a top five, right? For example, of their top MVP candidates, he was five and not listed for them, right? right. These are people who have votes. True. So like, so Giannis, I, I don't think Giannis is as strong as an MVP candidate as the market thinks he is, or that like the, just the general collective thinks he is. And so I do think it opens it up a little bit more for a guy like Embiid to start to climb a little bit higher. Are Doncic and the Mavericks going to win enough games? He's been incredible, but is that going to ultimately hold him back? I think this is a little bit more open than the market is indicating at this point right now. So thus, if you're making a value bet now, it would be Joel Embiid, I think. Six games in the association tonight. Pelicans and Wizards with the Wizards as point-and-a-half favorites at home, 228-and-a-half the total. Bucks and Knicks. Going down with the Knicks as one-point home favorites, 220-and-a-half the total there. Bulls and Celtics. Celtics are eight-and-a-half-point home favorites, 235 the total. Spurs and Grizzlies with the Grizzlies as 12-point home favorites, 237-and-a-half the total. Lakers and Nuggets with the Nuggets as 13-point home favorites, 237-and-a-half the total. And then the Magic and Kings, six-point home favorites are the Kings, 237-and-a-half. We have six games. We have six home favorites. Do you have anything in your card yeah, tonight? so I'm going to get NBA'd tonight. Um, so the LeBron, I bet the Lakers at plus 10. LeBron mm-hmm. James was on the injury report as probable this morning. Got downgraded an hour ago to questionable. Uh, so it looks like probably not going to play. Doors still open that it happens. But generally, yeah. you're downgraded this close to game yep, time. Yep, you're yep. not going to play. Um, and the market is moving as it probably should if LeBron's not going to be out there. I'm not saying the Lakers are cooked without him. Nuggets still. Rim defense really isn't that great. Defense overall in transition is not very good. The Lakers are going to get up and down the floor, and they're going to want to run if LeBron's not out there. And even if he's out there, they're going to. So I wouldn't, like, you know, put the Lakers as a pasture tonight in their five-game winning streak. But I've got a bad number here. And I also wanted to point out, I think this is really interesting. So let's go to both Chicago and Boston. So if you remember uh, about a month ago, the Boston Celtics went to Phoenix and just smoked the Suns, absolutely demolished them. Since then, they're 7-7 seven and seven straight up. Their net rating in, in non-garbage time is only plus 0.3. Like, they're barely getting by. And yet, here you are now. And by the way, over that stretch, they're 4-9-1 against the spread since. And here they are against the Bulls team that's played them extremely well. The Bulls have covered all three games against Boston this year. DeMar DeRozan has been a nightmare for him. I think he is the second active leading scorer against Boston that is currently in the NBA. Like he's played them very well for whatever reason that is you want to take from that. But this, the Bulls have just matched up pretty well with Boston. And I find it interesting, Matt, because you, know, you always go, go look through power ratings and opponents and similar numbers. So when the Celtics are at the peak of their powers mm-hmm. and they were ripping teams left and right, they closed as an average of about five and a half, five point seven points per game, laying it against Chicago. Here they are laying eight and a half with Chicago and a relatively clean injury report. I just feel like the market is still kind of trying to capture like the wisps of what the Celtics were when they were kind of beating the crap out of opponents as opposed to realizing yeah. what they are. So I'm very interested in this matchup to watch and see from an in-game perspective what it's going to look like. But I, I had the Bulls circled. I haven't played this yet, but I think the Bulls are kind of getting undervalued here. And keep in mind, too, point out, Bulls 8-2-1 against the spread in their last 11. So the market has really undervalued them lately. What do you think uh, as we kind of enter this this stretch where people are going to start paying a little bit more attention to the NBA now that football is slowing down? Did you see any anything last year with, you know, once football ended that, you know, lines moved faster or totals got higher or any kind of, did you notice anything as like people started to shift their attention outside of football? No, I, not much. I, mm. I think the one thing that does stick out, especially like along these West coast games, those will start to move a little bit more toward game time. People mm. trying to get out or get something, yeah. you know what I mean? Late night, whatever it is. Uh, and that generally kind of is the case anyway, but you see that I think a little bit more often uh, as we get post um, NFL. But I think really when you start to see like the public starts to pay more attention to the NBA here, 
I think it really starts to pick up post-March Madness and once you get into the playoffs. Because now people are going to start to try to get more into college hoops and try to get involved there. But I I haven't seen, at least personally, I've not seen much that would stick out to you once you get to like post-Super Bowl NBA action. We are at 13 DraftKings, and that is the last 13 available rest of country. Every other book sitting 13 and a half. So if you do want to back Georgia, DraftKings would be the place to do that. If you want TCU, head elsewhere. You will, you, you will get the hook. Uh, 62 and a half is at most books, but we have seen one, two of them now go to the flat 62. So it does seem like people are kind of coming in here on this under, maybe kind of digging in a little bit further like you and I did, thinking that, yeah, you know, Georgia's defense did get lit up a little bit, but it was by a really good team, a really good quarterback with a really good wide receiver and, a, and, and, and more weapons maybe than TCU is going to bring to the table. So it does seem like this is probably not going to get back to that 63. So Right. You know. and, and it does give some evidence, like, like my whole point, which was I thought this was a correlated side total thing, that if you liked Georgia, this thing should probably go under. And we're seeing line move toward Georgia and the total is starting to drop. So it does give a little you know credence to what I was talking about earlier. When we come back, hour number two, we will have Hall of Famer Vinny Mayula will join us on the desk. We will also continue to run through and give you our first thoughts on the rest of these playoff games in the NFL. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.